is emphasizing on what are the small steps that you can be taking to make progress? What habits can we create to move us closer to who we want to become? And how can you really make this a lifestyle versus like a one-time activity? Welcome to Latinx Can, a podcast showcasing Latinx professionals who turn their dreams into realities. I'm your host, La Doctora Jenire Flores Delgado, and today I bring you tips and tricks shared by Maria Angelica Peña about the three pillars she had identified that can help you become more intentionally productive in your personal life. And she is here to tell you, si se puede, my friends, si se puede. Ser, hacer y mantener. Those are the three pillars that you have identified as key in order to create intentional plans that can help us achieve our goals. So why don't you tell us more about each one of those pillars? Let's start with ser. So ser, which means being or to be, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory, but is is one that many of us ignore. And that is, as I think I've said many times now, to be really self-conscious and self-aware of what it is that you want and why. So I think we've touched on this, you know, the clarity and what do you want and why do you want it? To me, that's part of this first pillar in Café con Plan, which is ser. Because if we don't start here, then we're really just living life by going through the motions, you know, by doing what everyone else does just because it's what we should do. So for example, think about how many people feel pressured about following a certain path because their family, culture, or society expects it, whether that is a certain degree, whether it means getting married, starting a family. I mean, there's all these like norms per se. And you know, those are big decision examples. But the example could be as easy as, as simple as, you know, are you going to CrossFit because you really want to exercise in that way? Or is it because everyone is doing it, right? So are you just jumping on a trend because everyone's doing it? Or is it something that truly aligns with, you know, the person you want to become? And so that is a difference, and that is the key in this pillar of, of say, you know, are you being true to yourself, or are you just conforming with what others have imposed for you? And because without being clear on this one, the rest won't fit naturally and will potentially lead to those feelings of emptiness and dissatisfaction. I mean, you know, when you're, we're going through the motions, as I said before, when we're doing things and it feels like we're busy, it feels like we're productive, but yet we still have that feeling of like emptiness or dissatisfaction. To me, that's a flag of you're not being true to yourself. Like you haven't really revisited that pillar of ser to make sure you know why are you doing the things you're doing? Like, are your goals really things you want to accomplish or are they things that you think you need to want or you think you need to go get? And that's the difference for me. And I think when I think about the immigrant experience, this is something that I hear more and more. It's like, you know, our parents, they, we talked about this, they left their own careers to come here and they had to start from zero. But so many immigrants want their children to become doctors or lawyers or engineers, right? Which 
we advocate for those careers because they they do give you a lot of opportunity, but of course they're not for everybody. But that's where this comes from, right? You know, understanding is that really a choice that you made or is it because your parents push you to doing it? And maybe that's why people have so many midlife crises. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think what you said, it's that perfect example. Sometimes we have these expectations, many times come from parents, from family. And so... To your point, it is with good intentions that parents want, let's say, you know, for us to be a doctor or a lawyer, but it, but it doesn't mean we have to do that. I mean, we need to kind of do some introspection and see, well, you know, what's, what's going to be practical? Because I do think there's a, there's a piece in our parents' advice, which is they want our stability and they want sort of like our success, but we don't want that at the expense of us feeling miserable. So just in general, it's just important to think, okay, you know, why do I want this goal? Like, why am I spending my time the way I'm spending it? And at least finding some areas in your life that you're doing because you're like choosing to do them gives you that sense of control. And I think just empowerment, like we were talking about earlier, we both have jobs, right? And our jobs are great. I mean, like what you said, hey, they're what lets us kind of have the lifestyle that we have today. Mm -hmm. So definitely there's so much gratitude for that. But maybe it's not the most exciting thing, right, in our in our day-to-day. But we found ways to make our life exciting. So it doesn't need to be all fun and games. It's not about that. It's about how can you be intentional about how you spend at least some of your time so that it's aligned with things that truly make you feel happy and make you feel fulfilled. Yeah, I think that's key, right? It doesn't have to be your entire life that you invest into this, but if you, but definitely find time to to do the things that really matter because that's what it's going to fuel you through making the things that you don't really want to do. Like when I did gymnastics, I I hated running like so bad. I cannot run to this day. I cannot run. I, I hated it so bad. But just knowing after the running, I could do the things that I really liked about gymnastics. Those were the things that, you know, help you get through through the things that you don't really like. Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect example. Because there's some things that we just kind of have to do that enable everything else being possible. So kind of having that perspective is is really good, because I definitely don't want to kind of send out a message of, you know, drop everything you're doing, and then just, you know, do the one thing that you like. It's, It's about finding that balance and finding at least a few blocks of time that are dedicated to things that truly fulfill us, like you're saying. Okay, and so the second pillar is hacer. What is hacer about? So once you're clear on who you want to be, then it's time to hacer or to do, right, in English, which really means to create a plan so that you can achieve what it is that you want. So this is where dreams and desires get translated into a plan, into a when do I want this and how might I break it down so I can achieve it. So it almost becomes our map to reach the destination that we just defined in the prior pillar. So an important one here is also to be kind to ourselves and just be realistic of how much we can take on because we are experts in overcommitting. I think we were just actually talking about that. And also we're experts in asking too much of ourselves by wanting to do like so many things at once. So back to something I said earlier, we need to let go of the obsession of seeing the results and need to start focusing on enjoying the process of the pursuit of those goals. So in this pillar of a is really how might you take 
that vision, that thing you want to do, you know, that you're clear on and make it into, call it a map so that we can get there. This is where, you know, when I understand Café Con Plan, this is where you, I, I think you could have, or you have a lot of impact in where you really help people identify, maybe not what the steps are, but maybe how you can find those steps or maybe how you can make those steps manageable. Can you talk a little bit about that process? So, you know, in the mentorships, I always do a quick check of like, are you aligned with your ser, like with your being pillar? Because like I said earlier, if that's not clear, then that's where we should start. Otherwise, we're just, you know, we won't get, let's say, the results that we're going after. Let's assume that's been, you know, check. Yes, that's fine. Then yes, we move on into like, okay, we need to focus on the things that can be done to achieve all the things that you want. And part of that, like I was saying earlier, is that prioritization of things that you want to do. So it's learning to prioritize, it's learning to sequence, because what happens is what I see a lot is that we might know what we want, but we have we have no idea how to get started. Mm -hmm. Like we have no idea... We might have, let's say, five different projects in our mind. And then it's like, well, how do I do five different projects at the same time? You know, how do I lay it out? How do I break it down? So it's a lot about breaking it down into more, you know, reasonable steps and laying out that sequence. What needs to happen first? What needs to happen next? If you had to choose, you know, let's say amongst these five hypothetical projects, how would you choose? Because they can't all have the same importance because it goes back to, We can, we can do anything, but we can't do it all at the same time. So we need to be mindful of how are we really going to, you know, create this order, create this kind of map or timeline of the things that we're going to be focused on. Also, so that once it's created, then people can have that, number one, clarity, and number two, focus to know, you know, how are they going to start actioning this next month? They now have that view to say, okay, awesome. I now have that, you know, plan of action, let's say, to go after it. And I think this idea of prioritization is so important because I think in like four years of work, the one thing I've learned is like, what are the priorities? And like, once I understood, you know, like if I have 10 projects, what are the priorities? And when I go to my manager and he asks me or they ask me to do many different things, I go, okay, so these are the other five projects that you also asked me to work on. Help me understand what's the priority here, right? And that also helps me take a little bit of the load off because when they go and tell me, you know, Why didn't you work on this project? Well, we, we sat down and we agreed on priorities and that's what I shifted my focus on because again, I cannot do everything at the same time. Yeah, and I love that you bring the example of, let's say work and having a boss that, let's say, gives you the things that need to be done because when it comes to personal productivity, you're your own boss, right? Like you're the one telling yourself what you need to do. So imagine... In, you know, in your example, if your boss just said, no, they're all equally important, go do it all. As an employee, you're going to be like, that's not possible. So think about it in the same way. If you're your own boss and you're telling yourself to do these 10 things because they're all equally important, then you're not being a good boss to yourself, right? So I love that analogy because then 
if you think about it that way, then it's like, you're right. Like, what are my priorities? Like, which of these 10 things or five things matters the most? Not to say you're not going to get to the others, but you just need to start sequencing the stuff so that you truly are working on what you, you know, deem to be the most important. So that's a lot of what we do in this kind of pillar of hacer, which is how do you break it down? How do you lay it out? How do you really prioritize? You know, what's the sequence? Does it feel like you're asking yourself too much? I think if I had to say like, what's the, you know, what's kind of like the most common thing that comes out of these sessions, and especially in this pillar, is we shave off some stuff. Because all of us, which is great, we're all ambitious, we all want like a lot of things, but the feelings of guilt and overwhelm and frustration come when you're like asking yourself for so much and you can't achieve it. And it's not because you're not capable, it's just, you're again, going back to what we're talking about, you're just asking yourself too much. So in the sessions, what we do is, okay, let's really prioritize so that it becomes a much more realistic and actionable plan. And that also helps with actually achieving something because then you get demoralized because you try to do all this many different things and then you achieve nothing. Exactly. And, you know, the kind of like the number one ingredient for motivation is progress. And so when you start seeing progress because you've broke it down, because you've made it, you know, more digestible, then you get more of it. Well, then you're like, oh, wow, I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, like I'm achieving the things I want to do. So then it almost like fuels you to continue to progress versus like this massive, you know, intimidating list of all things that you want to do. And again, you go to that feeling of how in the world do I start? And so the last pillar is mantener, right? So it's like, you know, keeping all of this momentum going. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, kind of like review, it's like, okay, once you know who you want to be, why do you want it? What do you want? Then you go and create, you know, your map, your timeline, your sequencing, you break it down, you have this, let's say like this beautiful plan, but then it comes time to like, okay, you not only need to get started, you need to actually keep it up, right? You need to maintain. So that is what mantener means, to maintain. Maintaining our habits, maintaining our actions that will continue to move us forward on this map that we've made towards our goal. Because you can plan all you want, right? And then planning could actually become an excuse to not get started. You know, people just stay in this like planning mode forever. Uh, you can have the best map ever, the best plan ever, and attempt to get started multiple times. But if you don't maintain those small actions to reach your goals, you'll be back in square one. So notice that I don't focus on just getting started. You know, I think there's a lot of maybe like schools of thought that it's like, you know, get started, get started, which I absolutely think is, is key to get started. But I also want to say it's not just about getting started because you can get started, but then give up after one day, right? It's about getting started and continue to go after that initial step. So the key for me is to rely on continuous small steps in the right direction. So sometimes we all feel like we need to take this like massive steps. We need to do like, you know, this major kind of changes or achievements in order to feel like we're progressing. But when you do just like small steps frequently, in the right direction, you'll start seeing the effects. You know, it's like, you know, the book, The Compound Effect, that's exactly what it's about. It's like minor improvements day after day will add up, you know, in the long run. So this is what mantener is all about, is 
emphasizing on what are the small steps that you can be taking to make progress? What habits can we create to move us closer to who we want to become? And how can you really make this a lifestyle versus like a one-time activity? You know, it's not about like, okay, I'll exercise once and then, you know, stop. No, it's about how do you bake that in into your lifestyle? How do you make planning part of your lifestyle so that you continuously, you know, are progressing towards what you want to do? And actually going back to the point of you're actually enjoying that process. And I think this idea of, you know, building habits is so important because it's building a habit is so that you make it that you don't think about it anymore, right? Like it's like when I when I did gymnastics, it was like honestly a habit just to show up at the gym. And I had a coach that told me what to do. So like really all I had to do is just show up, you know, like it's like putting all of these things together and 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 then you would see the progress and you get motivated. And even if you don't want to do it, you still go to the gym because that's what your body is telling you to do, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean Our day-to-day is filled with habits, right? Like whether we realize it or not, we all have habits, right? Like we all have like habits when we get home, the way we wake up, like maybe the side of the bed that you get out of, the way, like the order in which you take a shower, like all these things, we're, we're all very particular. It's just become so automated that we're not even conscious of that anymore. So the goal when we're trying to kind of build habits that are beneficial to ourselves is how can I repeat it often enough so that I, hopefully it becomes a little bit more automated? So that, like you said, when you don't have it, then you miss it. It's like maybe in the time when you were doing gymnastics, like the day you didn't go, it was weird, right? Because it's like, oh, wait, like something's off. Something's like not part of my routine per se. So yeah, I think part of mantener is, I would say, not just the habits that we build, but also the bad habits that we eliminate, right? Because it's how are you taking, again, small continuous steps to become the person you want to become? So we've talked a little, a lot about planning, right? So we have ser, hacer y mantener. Those are the three pillars. And now like people may be wondering, you know, like you're an, an industrial engineer, Maybe that's part of, you know, what you do in your daily life as, as an industrial engineer, but how do you gain the knowledge and, you know, the skills that now you have to be effective at planning and also at achieving your goals? I think this is somewhat of a blend as to how, you know, these skills or habits have become part of me and actually have become a strength, like I was saying earlier. I think on one end, the degree, so industrial engineering, which focuses a lot on increasing productivity at companies, you know, factories and such, effective time management, optimizing processes, etc. I think that definitely has been a factor into the knowledge I, I have. But you know, that's that's been limited to like the raw definition of productivity that we talked about earlier, which is, you know, doing the most in the least amount of time with the least amount of resources. And so while I get the intent of why that might be important for like a company or like a factory, you know, like maximizing throughput or production, all those things, I don't love that definition when it comes to personal productivity, like we were saying earlier. And Café Con Plan is about personal productivity. So Yes, I love the, let's say, optimization perspective and skills that industrial engineering gave me. But I think the blend comes from 
just my own kind of self-learning in things that I enjoyed. So for example, I've read a lot of books on personal growth, mindset, emotional intelligence. Throughout the years, you know, I think I started reading that sort of book when I was in college, actually. And I think that's helped me shape the definition of personal productivity into intentional productivity, like we were saying earlier. And the way I've sort of not come up, but at least defined the three pillars, you know, that are the three pillars in my opinion, right? This is not like universal truth, but just sort of how I interpret intentional productivity. So yeah, I think it's been a mix of, you know, yes, a bit of my background, but then just a lot of my own curiosity and where I spend time, which has been like books. And then also just interest and enjoyment of the topic has led me to read books on, you know, habits, time management, articles. So I continue to to learn. And I think that actually ever since starting Cafe Complan, I've actually started kind of honing in my skills and becoming better myself. So not just for, let's say, for the account or for, you know, my mentees, but actually I definitely see an improvement in myself in this area. Yeah, absolutely. So remind us again where we can find all this information and where we can reach you. If anybody's interested, I know that, you know, we've we've been talking about Ser, Hacer y Mantener because the account is in Spanish. But, you know, even those who know English and want to learn Spanish could go there as well. Yeah, thanks for asking. So right now it's, you know, it's an Instagram account. So it's at Café Complan. We might just link it here on the description so you get the spelling. And in there, you can, you know, it has a contact button, goes straight to my email. So cafecomplan at gmail.com, also through direct message. Um, you know, it's a fairly recent project that I'm just enjoying so, so much. So happy to answer any questions, you know, not just about like mentorships, but just any questions you might have about personal productivity, about all these things, or even just anything that you might be curious after listening to, to this podcast, you know, I would love to connect. Thank you for listening. If you want to put a face to the voices you just heard, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LatinxScan. If you have questions or feedback, you can email us at latinxscan at gmail.com. And if you want to support our project, please leave a review. We have made it easy for you and added the links to the show notes. That's it for now. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And remember, unidos somos más.